0: from depression to diabetes to obesity and addictions. Our medical problems are climbing and are now at epidemic rates. This is why I started this podcast, Your Health Transformed, to educate you, to teach you so we can all learn how to combat these increasing medical problems and live well again and become transformed. I am your host, Dr. Franchelle Hamilton, bariatric surgeon, and have seen these medical problems and treated them firsthand. I am now on a journey to help transform health, not just band-aid it. So thank you for listening and going on this journey with me and all of my guests on Your Health Transformed. Today, we are going to be talking about stripping away the mask of trauma to truly live a healthy and fulfilled life. I am so excited to, for our guest today, Ari Gronich, performance therapist, because we are talking about a subject that we have not talked about yet on this show, but I am super excited because I truly believe in this concept of having trauma that limits you from reaching your best version of yourself. And this is what he does for a living. So he's gonna walk us through what he does, how he does it, and some of his challenges. So I'm really excited to have him on the show. Thank you so much for joining us, Ari.
1: Oh, My pleasure, thank you so much for having me.
0: So you call yourself a performance therapist. So just for the audience, tell us kind of broadly what exactly is that?
1: Yeah, so, back 20 plus years ago, 25 years ago, when I moved to Los Angeles, uh, originally from Oregon, the state had um, no statewide licensing requirements. And so I was working with elite athletes, helping them with their performance, go from injuries to gold medals and world championships. And one of my clients dubbed me the performance therapist because as I'm working with these athletes and they're, you know, been struggling and struggling and struggling to perform, I would come in and work with them and within, you know, 10 minutes of a session. I think one, one of my clients, we took four tenths of a second office time in 10 minutes.
0: Wow. Like,
1: wow. You know, so that's how I got the performance therapist. But really performance is more to do with a general sense than just in the results so general sense of wellness general sense of anything that i choose to do my body is kind of it's a little crass but we i call it my body is my bitch, and it is its job is to do whatever i tell it to do instead of it telling me what it can and can't do and so goal in life is to turn your body into a performance machine so that you can live optimally.
0: Yeah. Okay. So essentially that's what you do. You predominantly have worked with all these like athletes to kind of help get them through whatever it is that their body is preventing them from what they want to do and, exactly. and kind of help them get through that. So that's why I wanted to talk to you because you, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you deal with people who have experienced a lot of injuries because I was one of those athletes and it completely took up my career. But, um, and so who have an injury, you help them almost like work through that because I will tell you, having been on the other side, so I played college basketball, tore my ACL, MCL, all that in my knee. And I really thought I was going to the WNBA, which was relatively new at that point. You know what I'm saying? And then after that injury, I did it during a layup and I was so scared to do... Any of that again, because I did not want that perfect way you land and it just, you know what I'm saying? And after that, it's almost like your body's like, no, thanks, but that's with athletes, but you can do this with ever. So with everyone. So is this kind of the concept, like people have a traumatic event that occurs and automatically their body and their mind, because it's mental too, like is almost like, eh, I don't, I don't want to go there again. And you kind of help them work through that. Is that, is that kind of the gist?
1: Yeah. So, so my background stems both the physical, mental, emotional side and spiritual side of the body, right? So, yes. um, I have training in clinical hypnotherapy, I have training okay. in EFT and trauma work and tantra work and, uh, physical therapy, chiropractic, massage. Yeah. You know, I have, I have a lot of background in layered, layered from all different perspectives of a human being. Yeah. And so, you have to work on people from where they sit, right? Wherever that is. So if somebody's sitting in an injury, they probably have a feeling about that injury. There's probably an emotion associated with that feeling. There's probably some kind of way that that injury has made them feel about themselves and the thing that they're trying to do. So for the layman, right? Getting up out of a car, and being able to walk through a grocery store from the far back of the parking lot, a lot of people cannot do that anymore. Yeah. It's actually, it, it's really sad that we've developed a society where it's hard to like, you have to find the, the closest parking yeah. spot. You can't walk. Right. And, exactly. and then you got to lean on your cart because you can't hold your own body up.
0: Yeah.
1: So, so for layman, for for somebody who just wants to play tennis until they're 85, you know, yeah. whose performance it, it, you had an emotional tie towards that injury. Yeah. The emotional tie said if I do this thing that I love to do, I'm going to hurt myself again, so I'm not going to do what I love. Yeah. And then you start that emotional spiral, you're no longer doing the thing that possibility. And so, yeah, when we when we talk about performance, when we talk about optimizing a human being whether you're an elite athlete or not yeah. we're talking about taking every aspect of who you are i tell people you're not broken nobody needs to fix you you don't need to fix yourself there's there, there's nothing to fix it's literally stripping away the masks of trauma that other people have put on top of you
0: yeah that's true
1: and so if you can take those words that people say the things yeah. that they tell you you can and can't and should and shouldn't, and you know, do the, the things that they shame you for. If you can take all of that yeah. stuff that you've built up in layers.
0: Yeah, no, I, I a hundred percent agree. And so I have so many more questions because like, this is such an important topic for me that a lot of people I feel like don't really talk about, they just kind of treat, without first identifying all this other stuff, with which to me is like the start of treatment, the identification that you have these emotions, like you said, and these thought process that are tied. But before we get into that, like what even made you decide to go into this field? This is such a great field and you can help so many people.
1: So I'm gonna try to condense that story into okay. a fairly short story, but age three, I was molested. By age seven, I had been raped. I'd been molested again. Uh, I was starting to get hot flashes and migraines going through symptoms of menopause. By age 12, I uh, had to be injected into puberty. Uh, I was not going through puberty. And by age 14, I had to have breast reduction surgery. On a physical level, medically a mystery to every doctor I've ever gone to. On the emotional level, I was told at seven that I was displaying signs of somebody who had been molested. And so I should go to a psychologist. And so I went to my first psychologist at seven, I went to my first uh, hypnotherapist at nine. Uh, At eight, I did EST, which uh, if anybody knows, EST back in the seventies was the beginning of the the self-improvement movement. And so I had done Encounter Groups and Lifespring and Landmark and all these different things as my parents were trying to fix me, Mm -hmm. to figure out what was broken in me and fix me. And so I got introduced to a lot of trauma at a very young age and a lot of possibility in language and things for healing. And then my parents also had Amway in the garage. So... I had boxes of herbs, boxes of
0: yeah, um, I remember um, my, yeah. you know,
1: health products and entrepreneurship. So I'm like, I was a gymnast, martial artist. I played a lot of sports. And so you combine injuries, medical con- con- yeah, <laughs> conditions. And when I was 18, I decided uh, I was dead. I went, I basically, okay, so...
0: I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> well,
1: I went whitewater rafting. Uh, by the time I got there, I was already gone. Uh, 26 minutes later, they brought me back. And about three days later in the hospital, I sat up and I said, I think I need to be a healer. So that's wow. how it began.
0: Wow. That is definitely a loaded response. That's a yes. lot. That's a lot to have Good gone question. through at such a young age. And, and so going through almost this death type of experience you awoken again and you're like, this is what I want kind of my life to be. And this is what I want to be able to do for other people. I Um, I think it was
1: more visceral than that. I don't think, I don't think there was there was a logical thing. I think it was more, I need to be a healer because people are suffering, I'm suffering and nobody seems to know how to fucking deal with it. And I'm sorry for the language. But yeah. I'm sure your patients and the people listening are are feeling the same way. Yeah, Nobody knows how to help me. Yeah. And so if nobody knows how to help me, then there's nothing that I can do in my emotional state for hope because I am hopeless at this point because nobody is helping me. And so this is the state of the world that we have, medically speaking. Yeah. We have a lot of people who are going to a lot of people who aren't doing a freaking thing to help them. Yeah and people are sick they're tired they're tired of going to doctors they're tired of being in the system that's perpetuating a seven minute meeting without getting actual care you know we're we're just in this place of we need results we want performance we want the things that we're doing to show up in the world as an actionable result to what we've done we want the things that we're doing to mean something right emotional. And so if, if we're doing all of this stuff and nothing's working, what happens to the emotional, spiritual state of a community?
0: No. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it eventually starts to decline people lose hope and then it becomes like kind of, you know, a little bit chaotic. And me and you've had conversations about this offline, like, which is one of the reasons I'm doing this show. This is why you have your lovely podcast, Creating a Better Tomorrow, which I recommend everybody tap into. It's because it's this idea of there needs to be change. There needs to be change. There needs to be, needs to be something different because the type of healthcare, and for me and specifically world that we're living in is not working. It's not working. It's not perpetuating healing. It's only perpetuating Um, treating with pharmaceutical companies and insurance companies, and then kind of it being on repeat. So this is the whole reason, I think, while we're doing what we're doing. So, no, like I I love what you're doing, obviously, and I I love this idea because you're right. And me and you have spoken about it medicine, MD medicine, the the medicine that I was trained in is not based on emotions and some of these visceral responses and some of these thoughts that control, you know, our behaviors. It's purely based on um, what are you presenting with and what are your behaviors? And then let's treat that. And I'm like, that's not the way we need to be practicing medicine. Almost like you, we need to strip away these, these traumas we don't learn about traumas as far as uh, creating medical problems in med school at all. And now that was the other thing that I was going to talk to you about, because now all this stuff is coming out about ACEs and, and I've experienced in my own patients where it's like they cannot move forward with whatever they want to do because they haven't addressed this trauma or this event or multiple traumas or events. And as an MD, I wasn't trained to do that. I wasn't trained to adjust, adjust um, address all of these things over here. I'm like, okay, well, you have hypertension, you have diabetes, you have obesity. Well, here's the plan, you know, right. and this is my issue with healthcare now. That is not treating the That's You're not doing justice for people when that's all you're doing. And it's really unfortunate that in the MD system, the traditional med school system, that's what we're being that's how we're being told to treat patients. So it's always refreshing when I meet people like you and other people who weren't trained in our system but can see kind of on the outside either based on their your own experience like what, what you have or like for me based on my patient encounter experience to realize like this is not this is not working. So I really appreciate what you're doing.
1: Yeah, they call it moral injury in your in your industry right now. That there's a lot of moral injury going on within the doctors, the nurses, the, the healers of the industry are really getting pissed off, and they're getting traumatized and morally yep. injured because they're being told that they're not allowed to do the shit yep. that they've been trained to do. They're not allowed to treat patients the way that they know will actually help. Yep. That's a systemized form of exploitation. OK, it's exploitation of the workers and it's exploitation of the patient, of the customer, because yeah. they're not giving the customer what they're coming to get. The customers coming to get, they got diabetes, they're coming to get the diabetes gone. They're yeah. not coming to get a whole bunch of pills to take for the rest of their life. Yeah. They're not getting something that's going to make them so that they're going to just continually grow sicker and sicker for the rest of their life. They want the diabetes gone. Well that's possible, as you know, being a bariatric surgeon. Yeah. We can do that, even type one diabetes they're now finding is reversible if we can get rid of the gut issues that are going on with leaky gut and, and, and you know, SIBO and et cetera. So if we can do that and if we have the technology, let me let me akin it to something. We found out that the earth was round, right? Yeah. But because, but because of money concerns, right? We are taking a hundred years to decide and to tell people that it's round because we got to send out a few of our wealthier people to explore, make sure that they take up all the land, make sure that they own everything that need that's needed to own before we tell everybody that the earth is round. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have the technology to cure things. We yeah. have the technology and the knowledge to make people better permanently and yet we're not doing it
0: yeah yeah no no I
1: that's the biggest the people the clients the people listening to this show their job their responsibility their duty is to fight every single time they go to a doctor to fight for their rights to have proper medical care to fight for their right for more than seven minutes To fight for their right, to be able to tell their story and to receive proper care, right? That's their job. And so we have to educate them on their job. And on the other side of the the spectrum, we have the medical staff, we have the nurses, we have the doctors. They need to start refusing to listen to the bureaucracy that's telling them to do the wrong thing. They need to be able to stand up, get really freaking loud about it on platforms like this yeah. so that everybody is aware of the facts, not of just the situation. Yeah. And then those doctors like you, and we, you and I have talked about this, Yeah. to co- collaborate
0: yeah. with
1: each other instead of hiding in our cells, trying to figure out how to do medicine without being arrested, yeah. okay? And fined and have our license yeah. taken away and yada, yada, et cetera. Yeah. Okay, we need to collaborate because bigger together, powerful yeah. together, collaborate to succeed rather than gather to complain. This is, this is like my, my slogan right now. We need yeah. to gather, collaborate to succeed instead of gathering to complain. We need to stop talking about it and start doing it. How can we build this new world, right? You, you, you mentioned my show, Create a New Tomorrow. How yeah. can we create a new tomorrow? If we're telling everybody that the earth is still is still flat.
0: Yeah, no, no, I agree. And I think, like, and me and you kind of agree on this, like having platforms like this, where we can reach a lot of people collaborating, like I've met so many people on this show, I'm sure you have too. I mean, one of the reasons I exited traditional medicine is kind of like what you were saying, the insurance, I'm saying, Hey, insurance company, I need to be able to spend more time with this patient and help them get them through their trauma. Insurance company is coming back to me and saying, are you prescribing a medicine? Because if not, we're not gonna pay for that. So you can ask the patient to pay for that. And I'm like, well, hey, insurance company, the patient is already paying you $600 a month. They're not gonna wanna pay an additional, however much my fee is, so I can help them, insurance company. And so it was kind of that battle that I decided I'm done with insurance companies. And, and, you know, and they're huge. Insurance and pharmaceutical companies are huge. They have a lot of money. They have a lot of influence on the political, you know what space. And so it's very difficult, you know, to do things. So a lot of physicians are leaving insurance companies. And for the patients, if one of the reasons they're doing that is because of this idea. we have We want to heal. We don't just want to treat. And insurance companies, unfortunately, are not reimbursing us for the, the things that we want to do to truly get to the root of the problem, which is not necessarily just a medication. There's so many other things to help get to the root of the problem. So well, medication about-
1: is never the root. Medication is yes, never, no, ever. Never, no, ever, ever, never, ever, 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 never, ever, You're ever, right. ever, 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 never the root. You never, ever have a deficiency of metformin. You never have a deficiency of Lipitor. You never have a deficiency, don't have language, right? It has code. It has, it, it's primal. Mm-hmm. The emotional center is primal. It doesn't have a language. So when we get hit, when we feel a hit of something, it's a gut punch, right? Yeah. It's not a sound. It's Ugh. It's, yeah,
0: it's right.
1: a sound when, when, when we have somebody do something we love and we, we, it's a laugh. It's, it's, It's not a language, it's, you know, sometimes it's hysterical laughing, it's an emotion. And so first thing that you have to understand is you can't talk to trauma, okay? Trauma doesn't understand language. You can't talk to it, it's not cognitive. It has no language, it's primal, back of the brain, okay? It's a primal thing, primal things have no language, they have sounds, they have movements, they have emotions. So the first thing I tell people, is when you're feeling something, anything, start making a sound to associate with it, right? What's the sound that 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 makes? If I'm feeling sad, it usually makes a whimpering or a crying sound. And so I want to go into the feeling that's making me so uncomfortable instead of away from the feeling that's making me uncomfortable. So I, I consider it the same thing I consider the body. The body has jobs that it's trying to accomplish And most of the time, we don't recognize that it has a job. And so we try to go away from it and run away from the thing it's trying to do. So a cramp, for instance, we try to get out of a cramp. I tell people to squeeze into the cramp because if you squeeze into the cramp, you're helping it do its job, in which case it doesn't need to do its job as much. The job of a cramp is to push lactic acid out of the muscle. So if we go out of it, we suck that acid back in and we get it more cramps more. Same thing with emotions. We have yeah. to go into the emotion. We have to actually help the emotion express itself. Yeah. So that it can come out of us.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So that's the first thing is stop bottling up yep. our emotions. Stop trying to be somebody that other people think you need to be so that you're so that they're comfortable around you. Right. Yeah. That's the key, is like their comfort means nothing. Correct. Don't worry about their comfort. Be you. So, yeah. being you means expressing everything you're feeling. So, uh, you know, you know this cortisol levels. If cortisol levels jump, which is your adrenal glands, where does yeah. that fat show? It's belly. You get this belly fat, lower belly fat. Yeah, correct. Okay. So, if you don't cortisol this, is the
0: stress hormone. Just
1: can't work out that that belly fat. Yeah, that, you can't work out at a gym. It's cortisol. It's it's a chemical. That's creating that, right? So what do you need to do? You need to de-stress. How do you de-stress? You express your emotions. That's how you de-stress. So we're living in a society where everybody is taught to bottle up, bottle up, bottle up. And we're in this fucking pressure cooker right now. I'm sure that the audience can feel it. We're in this pressure cooker going on in the world right now because nobody's letting off the steam until it's going to blow up. And then we have protests, we have riots, we have
0: violence
1: and abuse. and All this violence, yeah. All this expression.
0: Yep.
1: It's just not a healthy version of the expression. The healthy version is before it gets to that point, express it in a healthy way. So if we're expressing our emotions in a healthy way, all of a sudden, all of the medical shit that happens because of stress, heart disease, diabetes, yeah,
0: everything, almost everything, everything.
1: everything diminishes yeah. greatly. <sighs> can you breathe now? Can you feel that? It diminishes. Now all that that stress is gone. Now yeah. I'm not consumed by stress. Now I can actually do the things that I want to do to think about how I want to live the life of my dreams, how to be that healthy, fulfilled person because the stress has been released. Stress is not meant to be, to be trapped, held like inside held and to be held. It's meant yep. to, it's meant to take you through a circumstance and then be released. And then take you through a circumstance correct, and then be released. Correct. That's its function. We have to help our bodies do their function in a way that is a natural thing. So if we watch. And pay attention to what our body's doing and telling us, we can then respond in a way that says, oh, well, let me help you do that. And then we don't have to experience that pain. You know, we we, we learn in sports, this thing called rice, where we rest, you know, ice.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Press, elevate, right? Yeah. I've changed that up because you don't want to ice a specific injury. Okay. You want to ice a system. So you ice the system, you cool down the system in an ice bath or in a cryo chamber and a whatever, right? Yeah. But you then heat with wet heat, the injured spot. Why? Because you want to help the swelling. You want to help that swelling. Why is it swollen? It's doing a job. It's got yeah. to help it do its job. It won't need to do the job as often and as much and for as long. So if you can help it do its job, by adding some good inflammation with wet heat, I like to add a little muscle balm to that, right? You add the wet heat. Now, all of a sudden, that job that your body's trying to do can be fulfilled. Yeah. And when it's fulfilled, it says, ah, I can now relax because
0: I've been yeah, fulfilled. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Okay. So we, we want to start paying attention to our bodies in a way that says, what is the purpose of that? that's happening. What's this? What is the purpose of this symptom? If I have diabetes, what's the purpose of that symptom? What is it trying to tell me? What am I doing? That's giving it this response and how can I stop doing that? So I don't get that response. And that's everything in yeah. life. That's your, Correct. Business, that's, Correct. your business, that's your person. That, that's everything in life. Yeah. If we ask ourselves, what's the nature of this, what yeah. is trying that's- to accomplish all of a sudden, everything that becomes an answer is no longer a solution to a big major problem. It's just, oh, okay, I can yeah. just do that. Yeah. It becomes yeah. more simple. It takes away all of the overwhelm and stress out of your brain. you know. And now you can live and say, oh, what do I want to do? Well, I like to play tennis. Well, I, I want to volunteer. I want to be active yeah. in this role in life. I want to be part of that solution. I want to be, sure. and now you can actually like do it because you're not overwhelmed by
0: the yeah. feeling
1: of internal to stress.
0: Yeah. Like crippled, okay. you're not crippled anymore. And, and I want to add to that because I like the way you put that question. Um, because I think that can answer a lot of questions in medical and, and everything like what triggered this, you know, that's pretty much what you're, what triggered this? And so, unfortunately, in traditional medicine, we don't we don't really look at that, unfortunately, or kind of ask that question. So, I would say, as a provider of any sort or the patient, your first question should be, "What triggered it?" If it's an obvious injury, the injuries are obvious, right? I always call them like acute things. Those are usually all you land it wrong, you trip, or whatever the case may be. But some of the more chronic stuff, like Obesity and diabetes, and I mean they, they all have triggers, and believe it or not, I'm learning on this show and, and through my own clinical practice, there's so many triggers. So, Ari, I learned maybe a couple months ago that discrimination and racism can be a trigger for diabetes and obesity yes, because of the stress and the response that people mount to that it over so many years it causes. So we need to ask ourselves. What is the trigger? And then that is we need to kind of almost like move backwards because all a lot of the stuff that we're seeing now are epidemics that we're seeing now, heart disease, obesity, and diabetes. They're all at epidemic levels in the U.S. Those are all- They're
1: They're stress epidemics. Yeah, correct.
0: Exactly. Exactly. All of which can be prevented. Those things are also now triggering stuff like- cancer because of the mutations that stress is causing in our bodies. It causes genes and different stuff to mutate. And then we start having other problems like cancers and all this other stuff. Some of it's genetics, but some of it is purely from stress induced mutations that can be preventable. And so these are all things that need to be looked at. People need to be educated on providers need to collaborate kind of like what we've discussed. There's, there's so much. Right.
1: there's so much via the, uh, the epigenetics are more important mostly yes. than the genetics right yes although right. we know that the factors of them but we could also just map out you know based on chinese medicine we can map out like kidneys if you're having kidney issues you, you're probably got a lot of worry in your life you're probably a chronic worrier you probably have this feeling of pending doom you, you get ki- kidney issues yeah. because that's what is like. I scared the piss out of you, right? We we, yeah. we have language. We have language that we've created for this. If you're yeah. angry, I am angry as shit. Why? Because that's all liver. <laughs> it's yeah. liver toxins. So if you're angry, if you got liver issues going on, right? Yeah, you're probably yeah. got a lot of hidden, buried anger. This isn't telling you you're an angry person. It's hidden, buried anger that you've suppressed right if yeah. you've got pancreas issues sugar issues sweetness of life the sweetness of life has left and yeah. so you get issues because your sweetness is gone if your lungs the breath of life you're breathing life in it's inspiration ex exhilaration right you're this is supposed to be the place in which you breathe in life if you have lung issues what are you not breathing in what of life have you decided to not be grateful for? And, you know, like, so we actually can map based on where we know scientifically for thousands of years, these studies have been done. The nerves, the nervous system tells you the organ goes to here and the nervous system goes up to this part of the brain. And when this part of the brain is triggered, it goes down to that organ. We know this, we can tell this. So, You know, these emotional ties and the health of our people are so intertwined that they can never be taken for granted because they, they have to be included with all plans. You can't create more stress in somebody that you're trying to heal. That's why shamans used to go to somebody's house or medicine men, doctors originally used to do house. Yeah, that's they true. would go and stay at the house for a week. They would yeah. learn how they were living. They'd go through the cupboards. They'd see if there's mold. They'd find out if every possibility of what's going on in their environment, in their yeah. way of living, yeah. find that out first before they start treating and giving drugs and, you well, know, so we, we yeah. have been so far away from natural medicine from natural way of even thinking about health and healing to this like assembly line patch job where where we're treating people as though they are literally on an assembly line. Here's your Band-Aid go. Here's your Band-Aid go. Here's your Band-Aid go. Never are we going to actually fix the problem. We're just going to give them the Band-Aid and go and Band-Aid and go. So this is where we're at in medicine so as patients as the audience of patients you have a job and that's to fight back and say no i'm not going to accept this level of care i want i want better care and uh-huh. if you have enough people doing that the system doesn't have a choice to change as long as you're willing to accept the situation you're in you're going to continue to perpetuate it and make it worse because it's never going to say the same it's only going to get worse or better one way or the other it doesn't have there there is no stagnation in this it only gets worse or gets better so as patients as doctors as physicians as holistic health people we need to start collaborating together to design the new system to design the system that will work for everybody that will be in a place where what the focus is the incentive is health not money the incentive is you get better not we do more procedures that it's that simple we yeah. you want to cut fraud out make the incentive the result not the procedure if as long as money is the incentive we're going to have 20 procedures where we where we could have had one yeah have 20 visits to a doctor where we could have had one we're going to any time that you put money as the incentive then money is going to be the thing that motivates the outcome And the outcome is motivated by money means that you're not going to get better because if money's the motivation, they need you to keep coming back. If you need to keep coming back, you can't be better. So we need to change the incentives in the system directly performance, right? We need results. I am a performance therapist because I get results. You're a doctor that has stopped doing what she was doing because you saw that it wasn't getting the result. If all of us just go, Are we getting the results? No, let's do better today. Let's do something different. Let's analyze what we've done. Oh, it's not working. Let's do better. We have the best technology in the world. We're the highest level of medical innovation in the world. And we have the worst outcomes in the world. Why? Because we're stupid. Because we're stupid. And we think that money is so freaking important that we're willing to kill our friends and our family and our brothers and our sisters and our mothers for it.
0: Yeah, that's sad. No, that's sad. And, and that was my question too. Like in general, how we have really bad outcomes. We have some of the you know best technologies, like you said, but our outcomes, our epidemics, are some of the worst in the world. How come no one really is asking? This is not matching up. Like I don't. Well, I feel like I not am. enough people are asking that question.
1: Oh, I I am. People yeah. have been trained to be asleep. Yeah. You don't like being called sheep, but we've been trained to be led, trained to be flocked, trained like, you know, whether it's Trump or Biden in the White House, that thing of being the leader, the shepherd and the flock. Right. This society has gone from the Wild West. Right. And innovation and freedom and let's move this country and this world forward to we can't innovate anything new until we have enough money to pay for our old ROI. We're, we can't be adventurers. We can't be, you know, frontiersmen. We can't be any of those things. We can re- we regulate the shit to death. So we can't do anything that's new without getting through tons of red tape. I mean, come on, people. Let's stop the madness. Let's stop being idiots about what we're doing and allowing control from very few people to control the outcomes of everybody else. I always say, you know, a bully's best friend is the silence of others. And as long as we are willing to be silent, then we're willing to be flogged, whipped, enslaved, enslaved. And, you know, I say this, and I talk, we talked about this before, enslavement is not somebody just whipping you and telling you to do stuff and making sure that they're controlling you. A slave is somebody whose life is completely dependent on another person. And that's job-wise, that's government-wise, that's any-wise, right? If you're completely dependent on another person, you're a slave to that person in that regard. And so we need to stop the slave mentality because the slave mentality is somebody is above somebody else. Any which way you look at it, whether it's a boss and a manager, like the owner of a company and, this, and, the, and, the, and the person underneath him, that's his slave. It's just a different name for it. And you get paid instead of get food and you get you know money instead of a house, usually not enough to even live. So how really is that different than slavery? How how have we not seen this as a society that we have decided and chosen to be enslaved as a people and to the medical system as a whole? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop doing it to the doctors. Stop doing it to the nurses. Stop doing it to the system. Stop it. And to the people who are in it, it's your freaking duty to stop it. It's your duty to protest the administration of your hospitals. It's the duty to protest the insurance companies. It's your duty to protest, to be loud, and to stop this stuff from happening because there's millions and millions of people who are suffering and dying needlessly painful lives because of fucking money and stupidity in the interest because we want to have people enslaved because we need to control instead of love and collaborate. And it's, sorry, it's, it's one of my issues. It, yeah.
0: Hell. Me yeah I agree. Yeah. Very passionate, very passionate statement. Thank you so much for giving us that wisdom and enlightening people. And, you know, we're on the same page on this. So I really appreciate you joining us today and giving us your passion from in your perspective on this. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I hope this message continued to empower you and inspire you to continue on your health transformation journey. Thank you for listening. And please subscribe or download if you like what you're hearing. The goal is to continue to inform you and educate you as you transform on your healthcare care journey and show you different paths to take in order to get you to your goal. Until next time, thank you.